0: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Alec here, and today I'm here with... Melanie. And... Lilia. And today we're going to be going to the fifth episode and final episode of our podcast. And the name of this podcast is... A Change Ed Man. (laughs) Now, basically, I'm pretty sure you all can tell us who our character is for this episode. And it is going to be Edmund. And... Edmund, as previously mentioned, is a character throughout the story who is sort of an antagonist in a way, and he kind of, he treats a lot of people unfairly and he just deceives a lot of people, and towards the end, when he is on his deathbed, he is sort of starting to repent for everything he's done, and he's trying to help all the characters by telling them where Cordelia is and where Lear is and trying to prevent the execution, and this kind of shows how he has changed, but it took a long time for him to realize it. Yes. And this kind of reflects uh, a, a story we read earlier in the year. Um, uh, the importance of being Ernest, which I was the star of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and Ernest, in the story, he, uh, he plays Cecily, his 18-year-old essentially Ward, at his house he into tricking her into loving the her brother which is actually no know his brother his fake brother which is actually him in the city and he plays Gwendolyn also well, he doesn't really play her he actually likes her but he's kind of playing her because he has another woman in his life so they're kind of similar <laughs> to that because in King Lear Edmund plays Regan and Goneril
1: yeah so you could kind of see because um he sort of plays both of them in different ways because he knows both of them like him, but um, and like they do anything to just like be with him. So yeah, and towards the end he sort of shifts on that, and instead of like truly meaning like the feelings back towards them, he uses them
2: like to his own advantage. Yeah, yeah like when he says that he doesn't know whether he should choose one of them, both of them, or neither of them.
0: Yeah, it's kind of. going back to what Melanie said about that they would do anything to be with him. Goneril even poisoned her own sister and then shortly after she realized that her sister died and her future husband and lover that she had was about to die, she killed herself. So they were really willing to do anything for this guy who throughout the story kind of just deceived everybody. And he kind of realizes this after causing the deaths of a lot of people and misery of others and he kind of starts to repent that, as we mentioned earlier, and is helping the other characters. Alright, so now that we've had a little overview and a little bit of comparison between characters in different stories, and sort of how Edmund's actions were perceived by other characters in Act 5, we're going to be asking some questions between the three of us, and analyzing what Edmund was feeling during some of the scenes.
2: Yeah, or what we think.
0: What we think about Edmund, and how his interactions With other characters. With other characters, yeah.
2: And relationships. Who
0: he favors, you know what he did, and why he did it, stuff like that. Alright, so the first question, ladies, is... Why do you, th- uh, why do you think Edmund was leading the two sisters on?
1: Mm, well, I think he was leading them on just to benefit
2: himself in different ways. Yeah, you know. Yeah, was... I think so. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. Since one of the sisters, like, since both of the sisters had things to give him, and he would like be able to grow power from that.
0: Yeah, he could take both powers from them. You know, that's why he kind of played both of them instead of just one of them. Yeah. He was kind of using both of them to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So this brings me to another question. Which of the two sisters do you think he liked more? Lilia, you can go first and then I'll go.
2: Um, I think I think he maybe liked Gondariel more since she was married to Albany and he could, since he had, since Albany was a man and in the time he had like a lot of things. And he
0: had a big army. And he
2: yeah, kinda, and he a big army. So he could kind of like take advantage of her being married to him but yeah. her liking him. Mm-hmm. so that he could get, get what he wanted, get what you wanted. Yeah. or like the army or something.
0: I could definitely see that. Myself, personally, I think he fa- uh, favored Regan because Regan, you know, she recently widowed, easily taken advantage of, you know, she's kind of lacking somebody there to be with her, and she still has all this power and land, Even, but she's a woman, so she can't really properly use it, so he probably saw her as a more easily accessible target. opportunity and yeah. target, yeah, to take her power.
1: What do you think Melanie? So what I think is that honestly he probably didn't even like either of them like really like deep down like them um, because like Lilia had said um, in one of the lines he just he says that he doesn't know whether to take one or both or neither so for him to even question that um, like you could kind of see how he like if he did admire one more or love one of them more he wouldn't have to like um, question that. Himself.
2: Yeah, you're right. Because if he actually liked one of them, he wouldn't like another one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you like somebody, it's kind of like you don't have to. If you really, Think about it. if you really love somebody, you don't have to be questioning. Do I really love this person? Is there somebody else out there? You know, you just you, you would know. It's just like that's how love works. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah,
0: definitely, for sure. All right, so this is going to bring us to another question that's really important and Mm -hmm. essential for us all to know. And that question being, why did Edmund change in the end? Like, what (coughs) caused him to see what he was doing and why he changed? All right, Melanie, we're going to kick it off to you first. Why do you think he changed his ways? I
1: think he changed... Well... First of all, he started and he was just, I think he did have some good intentions, but once he like realized that he could sort of take advantage or get something from either of them, that's when his perspective changed and he was probably like, oh, well, if I um, like go along with them, then I could um, get what I want in certain different aspects.
0: Yeah, with the sisters, for sure. I believe that he probably had good intentions, you know, just to be get with one of them because he actually might have liked them. But in the beginning of the novel, I don't think his intentions were super good because, you know, he was just kind of trying to screw over his father and his brother. So I think that with the sisters, I for sure, he probably had good intentions. With his family members, not very much. What do yeah. you think,
2: Julia? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, he had, like, good intentions with his family since he was trying to get his... So he was trying to get his father against Edgar, like, which was yeah. his brother, and... And he got maybe, it to work, too. Yeah, so maybe towards the end when Claude Kester died, he realized what he had done, and it was wrong, and he felt guilty since he never really found out the truth until the end, and...
1: And he also was causing, like, different, well, problems, like, he had, um... It ended up being that Conroe and Reagan were both dead. So I guess he kind of like figured out what he had done. Yeah, he's well. he yeah, he oh, knew he had done something. Like he was like sort
0: of, of having a reflection of everything that yeah, had happened.
2: Yeah, way towards the end. Like it goes yeah. too yeah. late for him. It
0: was almost the very end of the novel. Okay. Yeah.
2: All
1: right. So I really like how this discussion's going. But now, uh, me and Lilia, or Lilia and I, have a question <laughs> for you, Alex. Oh, okay. All right.
0: This will be interesting. <laughs> time to spill the tea, I guess.
1: (laughs) Okay, so how do you think that the society nowadays would take Edmund?
0: That is actually a great question, if I must say so myself. And you know, personally myself, if somebody like tricks me or deceives me or lies to me once, and they kind of change their ways towards our relationship's end, I don't know if I would really want to accept them or forgive them like Edgar did Mm -hmm. with Edmund. I don't know, I personally, myself, I think society wouldn't really accept him and I know I wouldn't. What do you think, Lilia? Um,
2: yeah, I think you're right, like, I think they would probably, you couldn't be, we wouldn't be able to trust them after doing that thing to you, and... Even after they apologize? Yeah, Yeah, like, you you don't know if their intentions are true or not, and, yeah.
1: So yeah, even after, like, if that were to happen to me, um... Even if they regret it or um, like apologize, how Edmund did? Well, he mostly regretted it. I still wouldn't be able to have someone like that in my life, even if they do apologize yeah. or how badly they feel. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe
2: you could accept their apology, but not keep on. You wouldn't be able to like forgive them. Yeah. And like fully stick forgive with them. them. Yeah.
0: And this kind of brings another question into the play. Why why did Edmund act this way in the first place? Was it his upbringing with his father? Because his father actually mentioned in the beginning of the novel that uh, he didn't really like Edgar or Edmund. So was it his father that kind of made him this way? Was it the fact that he was illegitimate? I don't know. What do you all think?
1: Mm, I think that could have a lot to do. Because, I mean, the way you're raised really does, like, impact the way um you like act towards people or act around people um it may not be like the main main part or like it's it could not it maybe isn't like that way all the time but mostly it really does like have an impact on your
2: life yeah and on your relationships with people and mm-hmm. what do you think Alec
0: yeah I, I think personally I know the way I was raised you know kind of really affected who I am as a person and I'm sure it affects a lot of other people and uh, I don't think Edmund would be different to this universal truth that everybody is kind of that their upbringing really shows a lot about them and who they become how they become it and what they do as a result so, Yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. Alright, so that's going to be the final episode to our podcast. It's been great talking to you all every week about this amazing book, King Leah, that we've been reading. It's a play. It's a play, book, (laughs) novel, same thing. Who knows what it is? I know I don't, and I still don't understand it. Just kidding. I've learned a lot from this book about English and literature, and I'm sure you have too. Alright, saying goodbye will be Melanie, Mm -hmm. Lilia, Mm -hmm. and me. Acryl unfortunately wasn't able to be in this one, but I'm pretty sure you enjoyed her last time we talked. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be us signing off for the last time. I hope you enjoyed our podcast series and look forward to the next one that we do, whenever that will be, hopefully in the near future. All right, goodbye, guys.
1: Goodbye. Bye.